Parade of Crafters. Jackie no! Ding, ding. Crazy Frog's dick, like, was out in full view for so long, no one questioned it. Just lying sure. around space with his dick out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this is the show. This is Parade of Grafters. Um, <laughs> there's a hell of a lot with regards to yourself that we could dive into, but it's I reckon we'll, we're going to touch on to all of it at some point. Cool. Um, it's an open so book, so. Let's start at the beginning then, chapter one. You've said earlier in uh, Smashing Crafties, episode one. Uh, Smash it. Smoothly done there. Uh, you'd said that uh, homebrewing was your sort of your, your foray into the world of brewing. Yeah. When was that? What year are we talking? What age are we talking? Uh, that was two, uh, yeah, 20, well, 2020. That's 2020. It was 2020. It was, it, was a, it was a cold year. I think this might be the issue with recording like two shows in one night. The concept was solid. I thought like if we get one guest in, we can record multiple episodes of different shows. <laughs> and therefore be ultra productive. It was like efficiency was, efficiency was at the core of the concept, but what actually happened was that we got <laughs> half cut during Smashing Crafties, quaffing. Should we actually have a shot? I've got different shot glasses down here, if it makes a difference. I mean, it, yeah, let, let's have another shot. Why the fuck not? You're gonna have a hell of a time at the gig tonight. Like, um, my plan was to hurt and get hurt, so. Well. Just as well the band's name is fucked up. <laughs> so, as I was saying, yeah, maybe... Support Boom, by the way. Support Boom. If you're in Leeds and you are a gig-attending sort, then Boom. I almost said Temple of Boom. I still go to calling it Temple of Boom. Um, I mean, even, even if you're not in Leeds, go Boom. Like, yeah, go Boom. Like, we're of the generation of... You go up and down the country do you know what? and when you I was go a, to gigs. When I was a kid and I could actually do shit because I had enthusiasm, I would, like, travel from Cardiff to like Leeds, yep. travel back the same night, yep. like drive back the same night, go to work the following day, yep. just because Sick. it was a fucking gig and it would be like a mate's gig in a pub. It's That's, it's, that's how it's done. Just, yeah. That was, that was normal. This, let's do this shot. This is for that. This is for that. Fuck yeah. Travel to gigs, get to boom. Move about. Ooh, child. No, it's um, mad, because like, right, we so, used to do that shit all the time. Like when I don't go to a gig for, what, a couple months, I feel like, fuck, what, what's going wrong? But anyway, when did you start brewing at home? <laughs> right, yeah. Because so, we're drunk. And there we go, there we go. Uh, it was... It's 2012. No, 2011. 2011. 2011. Christmas 2011. Um, I was given a homebrew kit by my mother. Okay. And uh, I was like, yeah, cool. Um, I've. Why did she get you that? Was it like a... And he likes know, to he likes to drink. Uh, no, well, uh, <laughs> who doesn't? Well, it's a bit different now, isn't it? How old were you at the time? Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. This is my interview uh, style. No, Inter this is me. I, I was twenty. Then. I was twenty four. Okay. Twenty four. So I, I was like, I, I was very as a, as a late bloomer. I, it took me a while to get out of my teenage years. Um, I was just fucking around, just doing nothing, um, other than drinking, because that's cool. Yeah, my mum gets me this homebrew kit, and it's cool. Like she's a home, no, she's a, not a homebrew tech teacher. She's a food tech teacher, and we, that's always been the thing in our house was just food uh, and just just nice, just the, yeah, the yeah. process, just fine, cool. And it's just like, oh yeah, cool. Like I like that kind of shit. Get into uh, making a, a weird little bitter, and like I mean, the, the, I didn't even use the yeast that came in the packet. I was like, I'm better than that. I'll, uh, I'll get some fresh yeast 
from a baker and use that instead okay which is completely bullshit because it obviously it's not the right yeast at all for fermenting but it was that idea of oh fresh is better like that was always the kind of mindset for me still fermented it still produced some horrible looking <laughs> shit like i i, I put it all into two liter like coke bottles that i just rinsed oh, out Jesus. you know and it, it was like it must be about three percent yeah i just sat there just playing fucking halo three just fucking necking this like shit that i've made mystery well, this brew. It, it like it looked shit yeah tasted fine i was just like oh i'm, I'm all right i'm a bit drunk I'm fucking. I'm doing right on Halo Three, and that's what really kind of mattered. But yeah, it was strange. It was just that kind of. It just kind of. Oh, this is a, a whole new process. This is something fun and different to do. I've not got anything else going on. Just turn it into a hobby. How did that transpose into actually a career, though? Because what was the yeah. f- where was the first brewery job? So I was really lucky. I got a assistant brewer role at Blackjack in Manchester. And how soon after, like, picking up that Christmas brew set was that? That was a wild shit. <laughs> so, no, I started in Blackjack in the end of 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it was well, a real, like, kind of a, a background hobby for a while. Yeah, I mean, it always been an idea, like, oh, so I'll, do you, like, I'll make my own brewery. gravitated like... into, like, appreciation of craft beer in that time? Or were you still, like, kind of the cider boy, bitter boy? No, well, like, ciders. Or lager so, boy. So so new to me like I'd always liked cask because okay. it was cheaper you know <laughs> like I'm, I'm getting like and where are you from sorry Chester I live in Bradford now I, I'd always liked cask always drank Guinness just yeah. like a smoother maltier drink uh, the sort whole of like old man boozers in your past yeah it's weird I, I put it down to my dad just being a funny guy just being always kind of like mm, not that not that and it would always be you kind of just slightly to the oh over here oh, is that out of out of shot like oh we should check that out instead okay and it was it was nice it was always good yeah yeah you know but um, like the, the, from the whole homebrew thing having that control and yeah yeah like yeah. play around and As then you say, learning you, you could go in that fresh direction it's like I've got this potential of an ingredient but I'm going to try this instead and see yeah well, that's it like the whole oh this is the beer that everyone drinks my dad being like well that's okay but have a look here and then me kind of being like well that's all good but let's see what else we can do in kind yeah. of elevating it from there did you ever uh, brew anything that got your dad's thumbs up <laughs> I mean like, <laughs> I hope so <laughs> I really do but like he's, he's, he's a very just yeah just, let's just I don't want. He, he may not even to... tell you if you did. Yeah, essentially, it'd be like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and that'd like, be like the highest of praise. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just love it. It's, that, a, that's it's a Yorkshireman. Yeah. Well, well, he's not even Yorkshire. Well, he's it's pr- Scottish it's, it's, nomad yeah. kind of man. But that's it. It's there's no right. There's all. It's always out of reach. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The best is always out of reach. Yeah. And I think that kind of stoic father figure instills that yeah. yeah so first brewery job where was that in black blackjack in manchester blackjack i don't know them uh they're fantastic so they've been going since i want to say 2013 they were essentially the kind of little sister brewery of marble okay so guys that had previously worked there kind of went off and set up blackjack 
Robert Hamilton being the main dude setting it up. Uh, shout out Rob Ham. Not Rum Ham, Rob Ham. <laughs> also uh, Rum Ham. Who else? Always. <laughs> Always a shout to Rum Ham. He does love rum. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so kind of set that up and everything. And it, they were very much a, they're very much like a Manchester brewery. Like, you go to Manchester, you're going to drink some blackjack. And I was the first hire that wasn't like within their friendship circle kind of okay. thing. Lovely people yeah. and everything. I stayed there for like two and a half years. Um, and then Northern Monk had a position with my mate Ads. Shout out Ads. Yeah, yeah. Still at Northern Monk. Down at the old flag guy. store. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's a fucking fantastic guy. Well, it, it's, it's mad because I worked with Vass, Ads' wife, at Brewdog. And, um, oh, okay. I didn't realise she'd gone from there. Yeah, so we'd worked together on the bar, oh, okay. um, and that's how we knew each other. And then that's how She's I knew Ad. Sales now. That's yeah, it. Uh, yeah, she does international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. International. Um, yeah, international stuff. Saw her a few nights ago. She's bloody lovely. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I caught up with her at Dark City, which was very. Oh, cool. So she's always. Yeah, I mean, we obviously see all the non-beer events, but it's always nice. Like being able to go to a beer event like solo and you're going to meet someone you know. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so then went to Northern Monk and that's where it kind of really was like, like Blackjack was fantastic, learned to kind of cut my teeth like in the whole brewing process. But like Northern Monk was where it was really that kind of next level in. So just quickly though, you were taken on at Blackjack's and we say employed as a brewer. Oh, uh, well, as assistant brewer and um, when I left I was lead brewer. Okay, what does literally that mean as a job role? Um, just fucking clean, uh, <laughs> throw this here, throw that there, like prop, like man. When so I, being being the person that di- dictates what happens when it happens at the very stage, of the, yeah. Of the brew well, process. like it, it's funny. Like at Blackjack, you, obviously the titles weren't really all that important. It was like right, get this done, get this done, get this done. And then once you get into a position where you kind of, there's that natural, wonderful flow of things, like you don't need to talk to anyone. Okay. It's that lovely harmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, just go, <laughs> done. Just flows. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was great. Like I loved my time at Blackjack, just constantly kind of, just, just going through it. Like it was just a lovely natural kind of progression and everything. But I was just like, oh shit, I can go work with my like good friends and yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like oh yeah like, you know what let's move to like Leeds and Bradford and whatever and it's like yeah fuck yeah let's go for it so so you step into Northern Monk and it was a brewer role or assistant brewer role or? Uh, I, I took a down step went to assistant brewer okay um, that was working at the original brew site in the old flag old flag store yeah yeah so that was cool you know uh, and how long were you there for before cause I, I'm assuming you were at the old flag store for a while before you moved to the yeah did you go so, to the main brewery site yeah so I was at old flax for a year and what year was that that was 2018 to 2019 yeah yeah 2019 went to old flax Road the big one yeah that's when they had a, a gravity kit so still very manual process but you had a few little like switches to press now and okay. again instead of a valve uh, and that was sick uh, hard work um, but yeah, I was there for ne- oh, I was there for nearly two years. So I guess when you were with at the old flag store side, it would have been assistant to Adam. Yeah. And then when you went to uh, Sydney Roads, just brewer. Brewer. Yeah. Um, and then it was is <coughs> oh 
There's that COVID Nicole gave me. So um, COVID edition. <laughs> is it literally as a thought that as a brewer, um, your role is this happens now, like the word, what, all of these things, the processes. This happens now. What is what what is your responsibility? What do you bring to the role? So it's it's a lot of time management and like the process and ensuring that all your ingredients are correct and like weighed out properly uh, for what you've got going on. Um, so you're the one weighing out all of the like the hops and just the, the stuff. Oh uh, yeah, that's, on, that's uh, on you basically. Yeah, well, I mean it depends on from brewery to brewery yeah, yeah. and like who you're working with and that. But definitely at that time it was just like right, you get in. You get your water heated, you start getting your mash and everything ready, and just, it's a very, like, I mean, me personally, I love it, because it's just like, it's a nice regimental, just like, yeah, step yeah. by step by step by step, like, you know where you are, it's just like, half eleven, I'm going to be sat down there, cup of coffee, bowl of porridge, sick, you know, like, you, you know exactly where you're at. Which is great, and then, obviously, this is the, the difference then with craft beers, you start throwing in your curveballs of like, oh, we're going to do... X, Y, and Z beer with X, Y, and Z person, and we've got to do this, and then it's just like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just let me brood, <laughs> just leave me to it. I don't want to have to, yeah, like, yeah. fucking herd in a load of cattle to milk them for a, a milk stout or whatever. <laughs> like, I just want to brew. <laughs> but that's, yeah. yeah, you can't have everything easy. Yeah. So yeah, Northern Monk. How long are you at the the main site for then? So in total, Northern Monk just under three years. The main site just under two. Okay. Um, so then, what drew you away? So uh, I then left Northern Monk to go to Salt in Salt Air. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Colin Strong, who was also Northern Monk. He was. I knew him prior to Northern Monk. Uh, I did a collab with him at Blackjack. Oh, cool. So Go up with him, yeah. as in, in what respect? So it, uh, him and his friends from university, uh, they did uh, a degree at Liverpool University, if I remember right. But they like, were like, oh, let's get a bar together and everything. And they wanted to do a bar and like have yeah. a brewery on site. Uh, handyman in Liverpool. Oh, okay. Uh, quite a student era from what I remember. Uh, they do have like a nice little brew kit on site and everything. So Colin came over and we did a collab uh, with Handyman and Blackjack, uh, and it was a Citra Goldings Pale Ale. Oh, yeah. Goldings. Yeah, I know that. Uh, British hop. It's very traditional, real nice, like very green tea. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so not not akin to your big New World hops where you're getting all your tropical flavors now. Yeah. But it's just like real traditional so like if you have a decent like uh, best bitter on cask at okay, your local yeah. goldings will be in there i'll tell you what as well that um i love the sort of the interconnected nature of a lot of things in craft beer mm. so when you're talking about like sort of you'd have that connection um with pete there yeah there's that but we we had some drinks earlier from beak um obviously your brother max now down there is a brewer yeah um that like Vaz that you'd worked with at Brewdog somehow. Uh, it was just all of these connections. Uh, Pete's missus, um, uh, his wife, I'm sorry, <laughs> for these terms. Um, Pete's wife, uh, Vic, was uh, events manager at Northern Monk as well. There, there all of these, like, we seemingly know all of these people so fucking well across the, like, their lives and their families. 
for the sake of all of these weird in interconnectedness within the beer industry, it's it's fully bizarre. Right? I kind of love it. Yeah, it's, it's it, it has its. Don't get me wrong. It does have its. You know, like um, what's the term they use for that? Families in families that get whatever. There's there's a term. Well, oh, I'm like sure. nepotism. Nepotism. Yeah, yeah. Nepo baby type concept. <laughs> there's, there's, that's that's big in the media at the moment. <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah, nepo brewery concept, and you know, like there's. It is no, what no, it no, is. you but, know what? No, that's I, that's true though, because like it's, I, it's great though. It's 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 been positive. It no. can be negative, but in this instance, I've only ever seen it as a positive. No, but that's well, it's only ever positive when it's good people involved, and all um, of the people I've mentioned are fucking Sterling. So yeah, 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 I mean, like I'm I'm super lucky. Like shout out to Carl. Um, he is he still at Salt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, he's head he's head brewer at Salt. Oh, cool. So he's been there a minute now. Yeah, so, well, this is it. We did a collab at Blackjack. Yeah. Uh, he then started hiring at Northern Monk uh, for an assistant brewer for ads. Uh, and that's where I kind of chimed in. <laughs> and it, he was just like, well, I'm aware of this dude. I know, oh, he, yeah, I know yeah, how yeah. he brews. I've brewed with him. Like, that's how I know. And, like, obviously, ads, me and him already knew each other. Oh, was, okay. So he's like, like, Carl's aware of my professionalism. Ads is aware of my... <laughs> non-professionalism <laughs> <laughs> and they're like yeah cool let's get this guy but then that's how I ended up at Salt as well like Cole was just like oh yeah this this dude I want to take him there yeah. like I've worked with him in the past and it's been good I've seen Salt from what I've seen them do a couple of their bars it seems they've got quite a sort of a broad range what would you say is their yeah. range Salt like I mean Salt's great well the the, the great it's interesting Salt's got a really good history for such a short brewery. Okay. So I was fortunate to go to the Salt's opening launch in Salt Air. What's that bar called? The Tram Shed. The Is salt it the Tram one. Shed? The main, the main big fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Big box with so it. That, so that's just, yeah, it's just Salt yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but oh, it, okay, it used cool. to be called like the Tram Shed and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I went to the original launch and like the, the, the initial head brewer they had. Um, and something he he was dog sh but pff, I digress <laughs> uh, so yeah Cole came in as the head brewer and really turned it around and made the brewery a lot a lot better and the utilised the potential that it has there and um, yeah thankfully they had some availability for a brewing team yeah, yeah. and he brought me in on board so I mean what, what's it like going from brewery to brewery as a brewer what do you really get it's interesting because when I like when I started Blackjack, like you you know the kind of ins and outs of brewing. You're like, this is what you do. This is the fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then like when I went to Blackjack, it was like upscaling it and kind of all oh, right. You do it like that. You do it like this. I then go to Northern Monk. I was just like, the, like at Blackjack, it was very traditional. Just like you pump this there, you pump that there. It's fine. Mother Monk, we started then using like CO2 to like pressurize things and move stuff around. I was like, oh God, this CO2 pressure, I don't want to explode anything. In. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's that kind of, that, that, that's just me just being the sensationalist, just like, oh no, the worst no, of but the if worst. I've never worked with it before. It's like I remember when yeah. I had an old council job and I had a hybrid, uh, hybrid car and I was having to go to the petrol station and yeah. fill it up with hydrogen. Scared the shit yeah. out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so entirely, yeah. So, anyway. this is it. so I started another brewery, and I was just like, ah, oh, shit. Like, the whole brewing everything, essentially the exact same, but it's a new process then being introduced. 
So then it like moving brewery to brewery, it's just like you it's you know the basics, but it's then learning, learning their nuances. Yeah, yeah, and like their methods in that. And like you can take a, a a recipe from one place, but you need to adjust it for wherever you then brewing it. It can't be yeah. like for like. You have to make a recipe for the brew kit. I was gonna say I imagine yeah, that's the entire point. I imagine like if you're brewing within, say, I don't know what capacity tanks have, but like say a 50x tank versus a 500x tank, there will be different different oh, variables sure. that are yeah. necessary. Because it's like, it's not, it's not as straightforward as just times in ten. Okay, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. if anything, it's Once more you step beneficial. Up, there's, a, there's an extra yeah. variable that's needed. That's it. You know yeah. what? If anything, it's possibly more beneficial to you. You might not need to actually increase it by that much to get that volume yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not it's not even just that it's the, the simple subtleties from brew kit to brew kit like it's really interesting yeah to just working on your recipes so who has had your favorite brew kit so far and this across the whole of the career not just up till um, you know probably salt and what does make a good brew kit like they're they're really fortunate. So their their site in Saltaire, it's all purpose built. The the kit itself is a it's two thousand liters, like per batch, which is a lovely size to work with. And it's like you've got your manual valves, and then you've got your automated like pumps and solenoids. So it's it's that it's that perfect balance between the two, because like oh I'll have everything automated. That's just more problems. You wanna you wanna make things as easy to rectify as they are to not go wrong. Okay. What are the variables that can be automated and should be maybe manual then? Again, it's just it's like all, temperature just, aspects, or yeah. I mean, you, you've got all your your temperature probes that can alert you and warn you if things are getting too hot or too cold. Yeah. But it's just simple things like solenoids. So what if so, so the, solenoid the is amount just, of solids in. Oh no no! It, it, uh, it's a it's a switch that will react and just literally change direction of fluids and such in piping. Um, so it's as simple as like you know what you might not even need that. Just go down and just adjust the valve yourself. Okay. It's just the, those little things because you know what something goes wrong. Oh shit! We've got a power cut. Everything else is working. You've got your this gas burning and that. You can easily keep the brewery going. But, oh no, you've put too much dependence on your electric side of things and your automation that you just, you, you're knackering your son. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That That's me personally. I'm, I'm sure there's people out there just like, no, oh, you're wrong. So would you, would you say this. like <laughs> above a certain size, do you feel that scale underlines you know what, that's, craft? That's probably the, the, the best way of looking at it is in scale. Yeah. Like the automation is m probably much more beneficial for your bigger sizes. Yes. To where... But also you're more straight ahead. Yeah, of course. So, you know, if, if you're going for, like, your sort of your core, your core range beers, <laughs> so, so, say a core, range, a core range session or, God forbid, a lager. Um, you, you know what? It's funny. As a drinker, I hate core beers. As a brewer, love them. Because it's straightforward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. So essentially, for the breweries that have those vast tanks, they want to have a vast amount of core range beers. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, but you want to you want to know where it's going. You want to know how it's going. You want to you want it to be as intuitive as possible before you start 
investing of into a, such a, a giant of a, tank. Of a, brewing, of a brewing process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one Can of those... Just quickly, this would be super fucking interesting. Take us through, just like real, like, explain like I'm five. That's, that's what... Crack that fresh bad boy. Um, explain like I'm five, step by step. Real top level, simple as fuck, brewing a, an IPA. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like straight from the beginning? Before the wort has even been boiled. Uh, I, there's a part of me like that, you know, you, when you've got two wolves inside you, you're fighting, yeah. <laughs> Work, I'm just like, work, I'm just the, like, peop- work the people friendly vibe. Th- th- work, this this be, one be guy the nice here. Guy. Be he's the just nice like, guy. So there's, there's a farmer. He's probably Shropshire, let's say Shropshire. He's got he's got a wheat seed in his hands. No, no, no. Just, just. There we, this, yeah. This seed. is put here. Then this is put there. No. So do this shit. West Coast IPA. Just your run of the mill base malt. Say Maris Otter. Gonna have to pause you there. Go for it. What the hell is run of the mill base malt? Uh, so well, I exampled Marisotta. What the hell's Marisotta? It is a type of British malt. Uh, more than so, America is very obviously GMO heavy, but but before that, they had much more basic strip back stuff like your two row malts. Whereas Maris Maris Maris, Maris Otter, like, <laughs> it's hard going technical after drinking quite a bit. <laughs> Right, so let's just basically but, keep to the basics. We've got a malt. Yes, we've got a, a basic, decent malt. Just single, straightforward malt for a West Coast IPA. Don't yeah. need to go ham or anything. And you will then mill it, or you'll have it pre-milled, and that'll just open it up. Because if you don't mill it, you're not allowing any of your starches to be released from the malt, any of the flavors, any of the color. I mean, you'll retain some through steeping, but now we digress. So we mill it so that we can get everything that we want out of that malt. And then when we put it into our mash tun, we'll go for... Mash tun is basically the first big tank that yes. the beer goes into. Yes. Essentially just making a big bowl of porridge. Yeah. Huge so bowl of porridge. Malt, malt plus water yep. boiled on up in the first tank. Not boiled. Oh, okay. Uh, no, uh, it'll be steeped. The water will go in at, let's say, 78 degrees. When it's all mixed, you will lose some of that heat, so you'll take it down to around 66 degrees, where you'll steep it for at least, an, well, the you'll steep it. Yeah, it depends on what you're going for, but let's, for this example, just say we'll steep it for an hour, um, and then at the bottom of that, you'll have a nice mesh, so that you can like take all your liquor out of your mash tun okay. into your kettle. Uh, I say liquor, that is the like process term for the liquid that you're taking out. Yeah. Um, well, that's wort now. Liquor is the process term for the wa- water you're putting in uh, to make the wort. But the wort is the, the result, the end result of boiling water with yes. the Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, the end result of the mash. So yeah, you'll take yeah. that into your kettle. Um, as you're taking that out, you will do a sparge. Uh, What's a sparge? A sparge is essentially kind of rinsing the malt. So you've drained as much off as you can. Okay. And then you'll rinse off any residual sugars that are still oh, okay. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it'll also help build up the volume for your kettle and for your brew overall. Okay. So the initial runnings from your mash tun are going to be really high in sugars. At the end of your mash, uh, well, at the end of your sparge, uh, your sugars will be a lot less. You're still collecting that up and building the volume and building your bulk. And then once you've got everything for your volume, so let, let's say we, we want to make 2,000 litres, you've got 
2,000 liters in your kettle that is a 2,200 kettle. So you've got a headspace for any kind of bubbling. Yeah, yeah. Boil it for an hour. Again, it doesn't have to be, but we'll boil it for an hour for this case. <laughs> um, and you can add your hops when you want throughout the process. The start of the hop, well, start of the boil, the hops going in there, that's just giving you a bitterness. You're not getting any real flavor. And then all the hops added kind of further on the process, you're still getting the bitterness. So is that like adding hop on top of hop? Yes. So okay. you, the later you add them, the more flavor you get. Because you, it back to making tea, like if you put a tea bag in your cup, like you leave it in there for say a minute, Yeah. bitter, you leave it in there for say 10 seconds, more just floral. Okay. Yeah. So this is the whole like, um, dry hopping process then. Like you're just exactly. literally sacrificing, you've got hops that have like served the cause of creating the beer, yeah. and now you're gonna sacrifice this like sort of amount for the sake of adding like this oh, I extra flavor. Say, I wouldn't say sacrifice, you just, it's a different technique, it would, it it's a different be, move. Say you had like um, this much hops, yeah, and this much hops could theoretically make this much beer. Yeah. If you used some of that hop to then dry hop some of the beer for the sake of the extra flavor, you're gonna end up with less beer. So, for example, you don't need uh, the same volume uh, of hops as you would for bittering as you would for like dry hopping. Okay. So if you're gonna be just bittering, you don't need that much at all because the, the time okay. it spends with that like amount it of hops- It draws it all out. Yeah, that yeah, encourages yeah, yeah. the bitterness. Yeah, yeah. So if you're wanting the, the big characters and bold like aromas and flavors from dry hopping, that's when you'd start adding like a bigger volume okay. uh, on the colder side. Yeah, but that's essentially it then. It's like once you've got to that stage, it's, this is what I'm, this, this, is, this is what I'm curious as a motherfucker about. Once you've done all of this stuff with the beer, there's so how, many nuances, but how, it's how, silly. How, 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 do you, how do you get from like the, we've used the hops, it's the mash's been created, blah, blah, blah. Now we've got the hop. The hop element's been done. And now we go to the, the sort of the, I guess, the canning. Yeah. Well, is the, the the, next well stage. you've got the fermentation process. Okay. So you get your wort into your firm. It's then your, your temperatures and your introduction of the yeast and how long you leave it. It's such times and temps. Like that, again, because you're getting a lot of different flavor profiles from the, the, the fruity esters of your yeast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're not having a good fermentation, if you've added a yeast that's not healthy, like it's not gonna ferment as well and not gonna ferment as fast as you like, you can get some off flavors there. So you'd add the yeast after the hop has done its thing on the bitter front? Y yes and no. I mean, me personally, right, if we're gonna go, let's say <laughs> New England pale ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Single malt, smash it through, pale, whatever. No bitter in hops, boil right to the end, say 45 minutes. End of that 45 minutes, heat off, chuck in all your hops that you want for your whirlpool or just end of boil. Take that out into your FE. Into the FE? Uh, uh, sorry, uh, your fermentation vessel. Okay. Take that out into there. So all you've got is just wort, no bits or anything, just blah, blah, blah. Add your yeast, say say your temperature in there is 18 degrees, hold that for 24 hours, then step it up to 22 degrees. 
when you you, you hold your yeast at Yeast is such an interesting part to it that can get overlooked because it's such a, a volatile introduction to the beer. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not controlling how it ferments through the temperature, you can introduce so many wild flavors. Okay. Like, so you do that initial hold back at 18 degrees. So you're not producing any negative flavors, but you know it's starting to ferment. After that, you raise it to 22. So that encourages like fruity ester flavors. So it's not just fruity flavors you're getting from the hops, but it's the fruity flavors you'd be getting from the yeast. And it's a healthy, in the it's healthy fermentation and how it produces okay. it. So yeah, it's it's. I was never way like, more complex than you expect. I, Is that my one or your uh, one? They're both yours. That, <laughs> but, this, but this one's dead. Um, I I had never really had awareness of um, the yeast aspect of things until. You might remember this. What was the uh, yeast that is? Was it that like Kvyak thing? What I'm mispronouncing oh, yeah. it. Uh, no, well, technically there is no pronunciation for it, so I won't worry. Like because like everyone in like craft beer is like, no, 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 it's pronounced. <laughs> no, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's Kvyak. It's like you know the band. Um, what's that band from Iceland? Not Kvalkvark. They're the Finnish, I think. Okay. No, the band, the, the big band from Iceland. Oh, Sigurdar. Yeah, yeah. Sihus. Sorry. So that's Sorry. so that's how you pronounce the name right. of the band's ah. name. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so the band's name is Sihus, but yeah. obviously it's everyone in the West pronounces it Sigaros because it's that's how it's written. But in my defence, yeah, no, in, the, the, in everyone's defence. Well, in everyone's defence, I'm, I'm only saying this to be an obvious. The, the, well, the, the the lyricist, it's all fictional language. Apparently, yeah, they've made up yeah. the, in, his entire language, but the name apparently. But yeah, but anyway. But, uh, but this is here. what's interesting about Kvik. Yeah, yeah, Kvik is. Um, because it's like farm to farm across Scandinavia, there's no actual real pronunciation. Genuine. Oh, I thought you were going to say with the actual yeast type there. Well, no, it's going to be a scale. Well, like every yeast strain is different. No, it's like well, this, yes, and no. Depends which farm you get it from. So, Kvik yeast is actually meant to be like number one, like the original yeast. Like that's how old it is, okay. and like they've kept it alive in their their special ways. Like one of the, the yeah, big yeah, things yeah. was, uh, have you seen the Kavik uh, no, yeast crowns? No, I've, I've, I know nothing. I've not. Ah, been... well, go <coughs> Google like Kavik yeast crowns. It's a wonderful um, like wooden jigsaw kind of crown thing, but because of the shapes and everything and the wood, it when you. you you, you put it in with the yeast and it ferments but then you take it out and when you take it out like the yeast is still embedded within it so oh, then okay. you just chuck it into the next vessel so you don't need to pitch the yeast yeah so yeah, it's just yeah. the crown into each one so that way you're keeping your own personalized like like well regional specific yeah. yeast yeah, yeah. It's but a wonderful. The point I was reaching to though was that like <laughs> at um, at Northern Monk when they started playing around with it, yes, and it was the first time I really appreciated the difference that a single ingredient can have because it was like I think sure. they put out I think they went through the core range of beers and I think if you were what's that that thing that nerds do with beer untapped yeah 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 <laughs> um, if you go on untapped uh, Northern Monk I'm pretty sure if you look for Jackson. You'll find a beer, and that was I think maybe I think Jackson was heathen with Kvirk, mm. I think, but I'm fairly sure that they did like a whole bunch of their beers 
with this yeast strain just to see what happened. And as you say, and as we were saying, it's that whole aspect of we know the process, but what happens when you put this in that's different? Well, it's Kavik's a real kind of wild card. So the way I always look at your process of brewing beer is in three stages, like you mash, you boil, you fermentation. Okay. With Kavik, you do your mash and your boil the same. The fermentation for it, it ferments at a higher temperature. So instead of fermenting oh, it okay. around kind of like 18 to 22 degrees, you'd ferment it at around 40 degrees. Wow. Yeah. So this really is exploding the flavor profiles oh, of what's within it. Yeah, of course. But then it it ferments a lot quicker. So, uh, so the wait, 18... What, what is it about that yeast strain that allows the... Is it like some sort of like it's it's resilient to a higher temperature well, for some specific reason? You, you could ferment the beer normally at that temperature with uh, whatever yeast you've chose. Yeah. But it's how the yeast reacts and what, what it produces. That's what I'm saying, but what is so, it about that yeast? Well, this is it. That... that I couldn't tell you why yeah. it does that, but it, it's a, it's it can... Hard, it's hardy because hard it comes working. from those people. This is it. Yeah, yeah. Hard working. Well, Kavik yeast within like your farmhouse kind of beers in Scandinavia, like you ask them, oh, what's your fermentation time with this? They're yeah, like, what, yeah. what do you mean? They're <laughs> like, well, how long does it take? Is it like a week? And like, oh no, I can drink it straight away. Because of their, their brewing process... Like their Kavik, like farmhouse beers, you can just drink immediately because that's how fast that yeast works. Okay. Like when I've used it in the past, I've I've pitched it at say two o'clock, and I'm leaving the brewery at four, and I can see like CO two being produced. Do you feel like yeast might be the sort of the? It's the key flavor. It's the it's the it's the it's the key thing for but, producing. But any what I'm alcohol. saying though is that like if you've got this one outsider that's like suddenly just it's so robust and it can allow f so much faster an experience with so much more flavor. It's is this not like does this not represent like the obvious area that needs to be explored? It's funny you say that because the main thing in like the the booze industry right now is no alcohol. It's the yeah. whole low and no. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this yeast, you can produce like an 8% IPA in less than a week that tastes great. How, what, what would be the typical sort of so, time I mean, frame for time frame that? For that. Sort of, um, so like, I'm assuming, say, I'm assuming say we've got seven the, days. We've I'm got assuming seven. it's the ABV that takes the time for the... Yes, yeah, somewhat. The How long it takes because, to because ferment it's, because and it's eat the, yeast the that sugar. Is converting the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, the seven days, let's say, day one, you've produced your wort, it, you've pitched your yeast. Day two, it's pretty much halfway through fermentation. Day three, it's complete fermentation is done. You put your FV, uh, sorry, your fermentation vessel. Vessel? Vessel. You've had a drink, pal. <laughs> <laughs> on to chill, and then... When you put it onto chill, it just means that the yeast that's in that beer is going to go to sleep because it's cold. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm a bit, bit, bit cold. Go to sleep. So then it drops down into the bottom of the cone. Day four, you take that yeast off. Day five, you'd put it into your bright tank. Day six, you'd probably package. Day seven, it's out the door. Okay. But that's that's how yeah. good. Uh, Kavik yeast is. I know there's a brewery in America 
they they were struggling for floor space to get more like FVs in uh, to increase their volume of production. Yeah, they switched all the brewing production to Kavik yeast instead, and that shaved them two days off every wow. beer, which then actually technically meant they had let's say an extra eight vessels per week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just insane. That's crazy. Just that one little thing to change. Yeah. Like when I when I was at Salt, um, the uh, kind of one of their initial core beers was iCat, eight percent double IPA, fantastic. Get from Sainsbury's or Tesco's or whatever that cunt is for like three quid. Yeah. Whilst I was there, we started looking at the introduction. When I left, it was uh, you'd you'd produce four thousand liters. First two thousand liters because of the the size of the kit. That's how much you could only produce. You'd start fermenting with a normal New England IPA yeast. The second 2,000 litres that you produce to make up that 4,000 volume, you would then introduce um, Kavik yeast, speed it up, blend them together, because you got that extra nice fruitiness from the yeast Yeast. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it it made the beer better, and it made the beer faster to produce at bigger volumes. It's insane. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, and, and again, it all goes back to just the ingredients it's all as as it's said, simple as it is and, and as everyone does say it's all about the ingredients always um right so salt yes. where did you go from there uh, i went to brew york brew york oh i love those guys you probably maybe don't <laughs> <laughs> um it's, it's wasted potential that's all i'll say on okay. that uh like i've I w- liked whatever i've tried of theirs i've genuinely and i love yeah. the the cans They've got that great, like, uh, the flavour profile map that they... Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny, because... I've referenced... I've told so many friends to look at it, because it's such a, like... It's, it's a great it's a way to explore thing. craft. It's a known thing. That's something I did at GCSE um, at Foodtech. Okay. Like, thanks, Mum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's a known thing, and I'm yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. Like, it's has it, has so it got like an good. industry term, like sort of a, a flavour map? I think it's or... like spider flavour profile thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's a known thing. But essentially, for the people that are listening or watching, it's um, on the side of the cans, it's a, a round uh, graphic which essentially has the various points, the different fl- different, different fla- yeah. spider graph, there we go. Uh, different flavour points and it would be say like fruitiness, bitterness, whatever it will be and just like the, the inflections of each at I, each point. I mean going back to educating drinkers, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an incredible tool and I'm so surprised more people <coughs> don't use it. Yeah. Like, it's definitely one of the best things on there, well on their cans. Yeah, so what was it like but, getting to getting to Brew York? Was it, so I'm assuming you were working in York? No, I... Well, I was sorry. Yeah, I was working in York, uh, but living in Bradford. Okay. Uh, so, essentially, on a good Google Maps day, it's an hour there, hour back. Okay. Um, wasn't always that kind of thing, but I was doing four day weeks. Oh, okay. Um, which was cool, like yeah, yeah. ten hour shifts, four day weeks, which was really good. And that's why I kind of went for it. It's like more money, good shift pattern. Like this is before my daughter was born, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, I need to kind of plan in that direction but unfortunately I'm a like it, it's so annoying because people like and they people write it's like ah oh, you don't like these beers but you brew them all the time and I'm like 
just because I'm good at brewing them. <laughs> he doesn't mean doesn't... I want to do them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I am a very classical beer drinker. Like I just want so would you straightforward. Say... I want at that point in your life, though. I imagine because I've known you a minute now, and it's like I kind of I've got a feel for your personality. I feel that after leaving Northern Monk, going to Salt, the jump to Brew York must have been like because they were clearly at that time. I'm assuming that was what, 2020? Salt 2020. Oh, sorry. Brew York was the start of 2022. Oh, 20, oh, oh so it, oh, yeah. it's very recent then. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, everything else is off the boards then. But yeah, it's no. a, they, they were very, they were still, at that point, they were still, they were very like, we, you, know, you know what they're doing. They're, they're very kind of mm. silly. Like this is, this is this is there's, there's definitely silliness with no, what they do. Yeah. And like, I'm, but I'm, I also like it. The silliness yeah. that they do really fucking works. I do like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not just a complete curmudgeon. Like yeah, yeah. I I do what enjoy. Didn't, what fully. didn't you enjoy about the experience there? Though? My my problem is, and you know what, this is pro- this is my own hubris, my own ego. It's, yeah, I was but, kind of like, but it's you though, and this this, this interview is about you. So let's yeah. let's, let's, well, let's dig I, into it. I was like, yeah, I'll join Brew York. And like, like I I know personally and everything from other drinkers and such. I'm like, yeah, I know it's not cool. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know people aren't like, oh, it's the coolest one. It's like, but you know what? I I can join you. I can help you. I can make this shit cool. And that my my problem was they just didn't want to listen. Okay. They they they, they didn't want to. Well, no, but the, the, but their brand is their brand. Yeah, well, but this they, is they the, don't want to listen to a brewer. This is the problem because <laughs> I was like, what is your brand? Like, what about we, like, embrace this kind of, yeah, like... there what, is that. What, what if you embrace this, like, Nordic shit? This is cool. Like, oh, it's not a brand. I was like, oh, okay. You, you have done it in honest, the past. I think, I think their thing, though, is so... It's fluffy. It's, 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 it's... They like, it, they like nice customers. They like doing things that are nice. And it's very... And it doesn't feel like they want to, like, stake a claim in any given well, thing. And it's very, like, fluffy. It's... This it's, is it. It's like, floaty. I think my, I but think my great, problem. But I, but I will say it's consistently good quality. I will. Well, this is it. Like I say, wasted potential. Like I joined. Aside from the, the darks, I, I've, I've I've not enjoyed the dark beers of theirs. But oh, really, it is, it is what it is. No, I, the, I mean I I don't enjoy I think, them, but I, I know the, the that's low, like the big one that people do enjoy. Like okay. it's interesting because the when like. The, the lager that we produced at Brew York was very good. Like, really, just like, it was given nobody the wants, correct amount no, of time. But no, but, no, but nobody wants a lager But this is it. Brew this York. is it. No one's like, yeah, that's, that's not it. what Brew York is. Brew so, York is, is silly names with yeah. good beers. Yeah. But, they are, but, but that's my point, though. As, as much as it might sound like I'm kind of belittling, they do good beers. I've, I've, I've had, a, as I said, the darks, I've not been as impressed. But, like, everything else... They're good as fuck. Yeah. And it's like, it's... Their thing is, like, great cans. Um, I love the puns. I genuinely fucking love the puns. Oh, um, you, right. I can't think of a one right now, but, like... Rhubarbarella. Um, uh, like, honestly, we we had, like, this group chat for, like, the whole pun names. <laughs> and, like, I, I knew nothing I would suggest... <laughs> would ever get no because like, you're the curmudgeon as you say but this is it and I I relished I relished in the shit that I would put in there it would be like 
like a, a pomegranate pale ale and then i would just be like oh yeah like that pomegranate like uh fucking parrot from the black oceans uh sailor thing and i just go what deep. the fuck is that this is yeah, i go just, i would go you're just, deep you're as just fuck. looking to fuck with the conversation deep as fuck yeah i just yeah, want to yeah. i want to make people feel awkward <laughs> i want to make them feel embarrassed i'm like so you moved on so you moved on from uh, brew york then because that was the situation where did you land next Went to Timothy Taylor's. Timothy Taylor's, mm. something of a prestige or a legacy. Yeah, what's an the word you'd use? Heritage. Heritage. Heritage, there heritage there certainly. Her- Eight, heritage brand. Um, 1858. You still with him? No. There we go, we can talk shit. There we go. Well, well, well I don't know how much shit I can talk no, currently. No, yeah, well, you're not with him now, but like. No, but it's, it was a very eye opening. I imagine that was a very. Here's how to be business. It was yeah. These are you would be saying no. We need to be doing this because this, and they'd say no. This because money. Yeah. Well, that was that was the the problem. Is I went there because of money. So I I essentially I sent well exactly. I essentially became assistant brewer. When was the last time you were assistant brewer? <laughs> yeah, like five yeah. years ago. You know. So but this is it. Like, was it a kind of like family and kids thing? Yeah. Well, it was. It was Instead of driving all the way to York, I was like, oh, I can just drive to Keighley because I live in Bradford. But they were paying me 35 and a half grand to be an assistant brewer. That's fucking decent. Right? Yeah. I was just like, this is just fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course I'm going to do that. Yeah. But you learn the price that you pay when you step up to the big leagues. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's that proper. I've done that before. Yeah. I, I stepped into a test. Uh, I'm a software tester career wise. And yeah, go in that direction. Um, yeah, mistake. But anyway, well, it's the whole don't chase money. Yeah, entirely. that's that's how you, I learned it the hard way. Don't chase money. Let's skip over all of that bullshit. <laughs> Where are you now then? Just myself, just doing torn oh, plant at the moment. So just the uh, the personal cider. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's after a sick ass brewer, <laughs> like get at so me. When did you leave <laughs> Timothy Taylor then? Uh, start of October. Oh shit! Yeah. Am I? Are we? Is, this no, feels. Yeah, this yeah, feels no, 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 no. This feels like I'm suddenly. What no, the I mean we won't talk too much into it, but start of yeah, October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Just went to IMBC and it was just like I'm here pouring torn plant cider. At uh, which point we can uh, delicately segue into what the hell is torn plant. So I guess you've got quite a caliber of beer experience behind you and at some point you had to acknowledge that beer is an entire fucking ball lake <laughs> so maybe we should like simplify the process and it's like like that's essentially how torn plant was born okay like i was at northern monk i was like i'm sick of making all this hoppy like silly beer bullshit <laughs> i just wanted something that tastes lovely with cheese I was like, I want to make it in my kitchen. I want it to be nice and easy. I don't want to have to make work. Fuck that. Yeah. And then it just clicked. I was just like, well, cider. Like, it's essentially British Lambic. It's this wonderful, easy thing. I was like, I just get this lovely unpasteurized juice in. I was going to say, we got this cider to break. Just drop me Yeah, go for it. Let's yeah, crack yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, So this is one of yours. Has this got a cork in it as well? No, it doesn't. No, so freaking out after that earlier endeavor. All it is just juice, 
all that sugar that's waiting for an exciting yeast to eat it up and produce wonderful flavors. And that's, that's all I ever wanted. Something just straightforward. So Dysania here too that we're drinking now isn't as simple as that. It's a wonderfully complex, acidic bad boy. So at the moment you are, in quote marks, unemployed. Aye. Obviously looking and I know that happy Nick's to after, work places. Uh, Nick's after some people down at Northern Monk if you're a... Pounder? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick Pounder's working there. He's, he's the manager down at uh, their new spot, Northern Market. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I worked uh, a bar back and shift last weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I know. I fucking... Obviously, that dude is like one of the loveliest guys. Absolutely love him. Yeah. Properly rate Nick Pounder. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, so what are you doing with regards to this cidery then? And is so, it a, what, what do you call it? Is it a what is a cider brewery? Is it a cidery or cidery? A, a cidery. Cidery, yeah. A cidery. So I don't like brew. I just kind of ferment and produce and what, make. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the because it's uh, from digging into like trying to like learn what I need to ask you. Yeah. Mixing is that was is that what it's called? Just like blending, mixing. Bl- blending. Sorry, blending. Yeah, Blend. Yeah. I'm 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 an apple blender. <laughs> well, that's it. Like so, Dysania Three is an exceptional example of like our blending. Um, what does blending mean? So, Dysania itself uh, is our Solera project. So we have right. I made some notes earlier. What the hell? Explain <laughs> Solera. Really, right. like, take some time now and explain I, what the I, fuck I, Solera I, is. So Solera, let's let's look at it as a big vessel. You've okay. got your entry at the top and you've got your draw point from the bottom. So we'll package stuff off from the bottom, but we'll never take it out completely. So we'll leave, say, 25%. And then we'll add another seventy-five percent back on top. Okay. So it's that constant evolving like ecosystem within this barrel. So that's what we have here with Dysania is a really acidic, exciting, kind of ever evolving cider. So initially was Dabonet and Chisel Jersey, and then we introduced Kingston Black. Uh, we've introduced Yarlington Mill. Um, and yeah, just those four varieties at the moment. But again, all of them bringing their like natural yeast from their origin orchard, orchard. But then all the like kind of yeast they've picked up on route whilst being in our cidery. And I'm really excited to taste it in these glasses. I know. So uh, just as a side note, these Zalto glassware we've uh, we, we we tasted them earlier with. Um, a whole bunch of beers upstairs with uh, Smashing Crafties episode one. Um, <laughs> and we'll see what happens with this glassware now. I, it's uh, so, yeah. It's amazing. Like, it, it's really funny. The, the Dysania projects, like I say, it's that kind of constant evolution. This poison might be very scared and very concerned about what I've then been releasing. Um, Cause I'm like, shit, I don't like that. Is it going to change? What's going to happen? Yeah. And like, since packaging this, this has really evolved and really kind of grown on me. Um, and I really hope other people <laughs> enjoy it <laughs> as much as I enjoy it now. I was a lot blunter than the... Well, you taste the yeast. I'm not getting too much, I'll be honest. Yeah, no, well, yeah, it's, it does, it, it's uh, very subtle. 
Yeah, the the aroma is completely different on there. <laughs> but I can taste. So Nicole is really picking up on the yeast in the Zolta glass. Way. It's so much nicer in the Zolta glass. That's insane. <laughs> like it really, because there, there's a point in this. Like it has a really nice, like interesting kind of like balsamic like finish, which. <laughs> it's very very full on but then in this salter glass they've re it, it really pulls it back and you, you get much more of the apple again it's it's interesting really changes the way the, the yeast is perceived it's amazing right put it down we are sip, sip a Heineken right I need to get you back in the base mindset of things oh no no of course the base moon um, <laughs> uh, so we have officially left the brewing scene yeah, just cider at just, the moment. Just looking to see what the fuck happens. But I want to delve into um, the podcast that you've been doing for the past however many years, Beanomicon. When did that? When was that a thing that like felt like it needed to happen? Um. Wow. Yeah, we started it twenty sixteen. Sick. It like it's mad. So uh, back to the whole music thing. Um, me and Ross, we used to band together. Okay. Uh, he was the drummer. Um, I was the idiot at front, and um, it it was funny because like, it was a friend of ours that put us in contact. So I like, just turned it up in like a, a practice space. I was like, "You Ross?" It's like, "Yeah, you Tom." Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, a nice kind of wonderful awkward vibe and everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just stayed friends since, and it went. It was twenty sixteen. We went to Copenhagen, went to McKellar beer celebration. Um, I, I don't know if it's okay to support that anymore fuck since. It. Well, fuck it. Yeah, well, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, fuck it. Either way, uh, so we we there's went still to a brewery. There's still a brewery, and I fucking love them. And I'm gonna say. Stick a, stick a flag in the ground. I fucking love them. Sick. So, uh, yeah, we, we went out there together. Um, it, was, it was wonderful. Uh, we took our partners with us. We had, like, this uh, beautiful Copenhagen like, penthouse. It's just like, <laughs> wow, this is how Europe is. This is sick. We should never leave the EU. <laughs> this is amazing. And over there, we are like, yeah, this let's do a podcast like he's got like a, a cool media degree and okay. that kind of shit so he had the, like the marketing awareness he, and you he had the, the know-how <laughs> he's gonna love that yeah I got the knowledge he's got <laughs> fucking that Ross, so, Ross go fuck yourself you don't know shit about beer fuck basically fuck I've been hearing you. you don't know nothing about beer and that's just the way it is you know how to like sell a Facebook advert or yeah. something press press a publish on a Facebook advert this guy knows beer though everyone hates you <laughs> people don't say nice things about you that's the way it is get over it <laughs> so yeah so you set this thing up and people listened yeah it was mad nice like we were just like let's just let's fuck around it's just something to do you know yeah yeah I, like people listened and it was it was mad like we yeah we, we've chatted to loads of breweries from all over the world um, whether it be in the UK or even Out when we've been around, you know. Was like, it just like one of them of, 
I'm at a beer festival. I see somebody. Let's grab them. Yeah, and okay. I mean, even like, like we kind of go abroad and stuff, and be like, "Hey, we're here. Do you want to? Yeah, want to do a podcast? Yeah, yeah. like this. Like, <laughs> so much. I went on my honeymoon to Dubrovnik, yeah. and uh, there's Dubrovnik Craft Beer Brewing Company or whatever. Like, we just went down like, for a beer or whatever, and they got a load of stickers on the bar behind, and there's a Fucking beer nomicon. Oh, sick! Sticker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, that's, I just, that's fucking outrageous. I that's like, really cool. Like, Phoebe, we gotta get the fuck out of here. This is weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's but, fucking lovely, though. But that's it. It's mad. And, like, yeah. the power of stickers. Yeah. You know, you just get them out there. I used to love it. Like, when I was, every band I've ever done has always had stickers and put them fucking every, in my doorway now. If you look up, there's like weird where the doorway closes there's like old band stickers from like Sick. 2003 or some shit nice it's like, yeah it's uh it's it's almost like a form of communication in yeah, the punk man. scene That's stickers it. like i was here yeah 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 done we did it um like obviously you might have picked up from my tone it's very on its last legs yeah like we've not announced but i was blown away because i didn't i i for my sins didn't catch when are you doing this shit at the time but you've essentially been a fucking brewery, essentially with the with the the cult of independence. Oh shit! Releases. Yeah. I was because I was saying to Nicole earlier, what happens when you're like, you're essentially orchestrating the release of a beer, but you're not actually a brewery. You're kind of a cuckoo, but you're not really a cuckoo. And it's like, what are you? But you're kind of a brewery, really. Yeah. No. So just explain quickly. You've done with via the Beonomicon connections that you've done you have released under the moniker of Cult of Independence yeah. two rounds of um, essentially what were uh, ranges of collab beers with just independent cool fucks that you liked Yeah. so you were like you're cool, you're cool, you're cool, you're cool, you're cool. work together brew as a beer, we'll put it out we'll arrange where it's sold how the fuck did you do all of that? <laughs> Tell us, because that, because that is that's not just being a brewery. That's like that is the whole supply chain. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it was uh, it was strange. And I bet you're not looking forward to version three. <laughs> well, who knows? If it ever happens, fingers crossed. Well, hopefully, it doesn't need to happen. So, like, but what would that mean? So, the first one we did was the first lockdown, and like it it sucked and it didn't <laughs> suck what sucked? it was such well it was strange because people are like oh yeah i've got all this beer from my my supermarket lovely weather i'm just chilling out just drinking that but it's like at that time it was the supermarkets that were prospering like yeah. they had a real um, monopoly of the yeah, situation. Yeah, what, what do you call it? Like, um, well, because they they were able to say like stronghold on you, your market. You, there was there were, there were those like uh, collab independent releases like that uh, Morrison's did with. Yeah, I think it was like Cloudwater X, Northern Monk X, Queer Brewing X, whatever else it was. They were all together and they were all able to get under an in quote marks independent banner, but. It, this is it but then this is something that really didn't sit right with me so I obviously I'm working in the industry at the time 
And then we're getting things back from supermarkets like, oh, hi, yeah, we'd like you to do a collab with either of these breweries. It's like, yo, you don't dictate the market. Yeah, yeah. The market is dictated by the customer. You're not here to tell them that they should be drinking these breweries and this style. Because <laughs> they, were, they were like saying the beer that you had to brew with the brewers is like, Nah, just this is wrong. Uh, yeah, I think we got off track there. Um, <laughs> uh, Cult of Independence. Cult of Independence. So, is it a label? Is it a brewery? Is it a what? What? Would, how would you define it? Uh, just an project. idea. Just an idea. Idea project. project. Yeah, yeah. You know. So this is you like it was, pairing well, breweries. Well, that was it. The, the first one was only it was only small. There was only three beers. Um, there was so six people involved. Uh, it was salt with Jolly Bean Roastery. Um, it was chapter with Bernie Bernie's Groceries, and oh, <laughs> well, I can't remember the third. Regardless, oh no, I know the third. Don Zocco. Don, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Donald Zocco. I, New, Newcastle's finest. Yeah. Um, with Those and, guys are fucking great. Actually, yeah, let's take a moment to... Uh, you know what, if we poured a liquor out for the dead homies, <laughs> that would be uh, Alpha Delta. Oh, God, yeah, of course. Alpha Delta just this past few days have... Um, please don't pour out beer. I'm not going to. I decided <laughs> I, I wanted to change my palate up a bit. I was going to pour out a beer. I genuinely was. Alpha Delta were fucking great. It's yeah. like they were... Of the breweries that surfaced, of the sort of the, the craft sort of renaissance almost in the UK... Yeah, they were... It's interesting because the whole craft beer... Explosion. Yeah. And you always have your like kind of second wave, third wave, blah, blah, blah. Like Alpha Delta had a very permanent they kind were. of third wave like hold. But they were good though. Yeah. And that's the thing that like really fucked with me. It was like just, oh, okay, cool. Who are they? And then you kind of tried it and it's like, oh, consistently good. Yeah. Um, and, and good people as well from what I understand. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, and that, that's what sucks the most whenever you see like a brewery go under. And the amount of breweries that have gone under the past like five, well, three years, um, I've genuinely not felt anything as hit as hard as Alpha Delta. Oh, real? Genuinely. Who, who else? Who can you think of that's died in the past three years that you really give a fuck about? That has been a, a genuine like loss to the beer scene. Exactly. So that's my point, exactly. <laughs> but we were talking on, uh, so round two of Cult of Independence suddenly exploded to from um, so three, three, four three, two, pairs two years later. To, yeah, so, so we did three seven. To, so you more than doubled the beers that you were doing. Yeah, well, I I was I'm a, I'm a yes man. I'm <laughs> like I just when people are like, "Oh, can we do this? Can we do this?" I'm just like, "Yeah, you know what? Let's do this." I don't I don't want to I don't want to say no to something. I want to want to be like, "Yes, let's do this." And then if there's a problem, I want to then find a way around the problem in the future. Like, let's just just get it done. And I think obviously with more breweries being involved, it's greater awareness. So Obviously, Call of, of Independence Volume 1 was started uh, to encourage people to not just spend wholly at supermarkets, 
just to remember the independent like producers in their communities because yeah, yeah. obviously they had some real like strict rules that they had to adhere to uh which the tories didn't have to uh they they could do what they wanted um but like good people good businesses were suffering and it was like just go just chuck them a couple quid yeah the second volume kind of came about uh similar again it was just like cozy live yeah you know it's fucking shit <laughs> like people's like energy bills are just getting fucking yoinked up from underneath them it's the case again just fuck off your big like your big people just focus on your local community people you don't have to give them yes. all your money yeah, you yeah. just chuck them a couple of quid here and there it's just like yeah. ooh I was going to get uh a £10 crate of Guinness from such and such. So I imagine like it was just kind of like calm. you encouraged the breweries to do like kind of smaller runs yeah. but then you had like sort of the sellers lined up that were like the literally the, like all the local fucking people. But this is it. It was, we were looking at instead of just knowing the local scene essentially. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like just getting everyone involved. Yeah. This second round was just more about everyone it's just like look just celebrate yeah, yeah don't like yeah the cause you live sucks but it doesn't mean you have to be bare bones just like having a miserable time yeah like just have a bit here have a bit there yeah. look after each other have a good time yeah but essentially get the beer fucking out there oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know and it was it was cool and like the fact that we did it with that many breweries this time it was and then, insane it was like what so you got 14 breweries involved oh god I actually don't know <laughs> I don't like because it was the, there's the initial people that I was like hey do you want to be involved in this do you want to get this going because like I, it, it was Rivington uh, off the top of my head I was like hey guys we're doing this yeah like we love you dudes I hope you love us as well <laughs> This is what we wanted to achieve. So, so d did you do it under like the sort of the Beernomicon banner, so to speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's a nice kind of like platform to use yeah, yeah, to yeah. shout about these things. Like, we just want to kind of push just good stuff. And it's yeah, just like, yeah. these are all people we know. And it, it's mad because like, like I say, we went to Rivington and we're like, let's do this. Is there anyone you'd like to work with in your own? Like, oh, well, we, we're going to do... Uh, a collab with Tartarus uh, but we'll oh, bring yeah, this yeah. then bakery in as well it's like it was mint so we just approached Tartarus our one were friend involved in round two well they? this is it yeah, yeah so yeah, then yeah, yeah. it's then two other people that like it's great because we've not had to then speak to them <laughs> yeah, yeah. but they've then been pulled in and then yeah. they're a part of it and it's just like that's how it should be it's just that like you say to just one person they say to two it's collaborative but it's yeah. also like sort of just symbiotic it's just we, we're involved yes. and naturally everyone else is involved yes. everyone that we're involved with is naturally going to be brought it, brought yeah. into it yeah, yeah 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 for sure and that's it it's just it's just meant to be nice yeah. it's just meant to be spreading the message like it's not about one-upmanship it's not about oh I'll make a good book on this event yeah it's just yeah, like, yeah yeah fully let's just just, just be good let's just yeah. be good let's just be nice yeah that's all anyone wants, right? You know what? I reckon that is about as good a point as any to piece this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Parade of Grafters. Your teeth and dogs!
Ding. This has been a Free Paul Studio production.